Welcome to Pro-Am Disc Golf. I am Gavin Goodwin. And I'm Chris Telesbo. I am your amateur. And I am your professional. Pro. Pro. Professional just sounds cool. Uh, yeah, and if you don't know that pro is short for professional, then now you do. If you don't know, now you know. Say so I'm just a teacher. That's what we, that's, hey, <laughs> that's your pro tip of the week. Pro is short for professional. Pro tip. Am, short for amateur. Oh. Yeah. I always wondered. Yeah. <laughs> We're not funny. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> um, thank you for joining us. We really, really appreciate all the support. It's fantastic. And it's fun to make something that people are enjoying. And um, I actually have evidence that people are enjoying it this week. So I, I talk about that a lot, but we're going to get right into some emails. Chris, you ready? Yeah. Okay. We're going to go one to one from uh, Jay Marmot. Uh, again, I think that's his good Christian name is Jay Marmot. <laughs> hey guys, my question for you both is regarding choosing discs. I have approximately 45 to 50 discs total. Uh, all have been thrown through at least one round. Most rotate in and out of the bag consistent, uh, constantly. I have been playing since summer of 2015. I watch pro in the bag videos occasionally. And the one thing I notice above all else is that they have around 20 discs while really only having like four. Meaning, for example, I'll use Innova because it's universally known by all. They have five destroyer, and again, I don't. It's fine, but I mean, universally known by all. Like I don't know, yeah, but yes, if there is <laughs> a universal go. company. It's Innova. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm just giving you a hard time, Jay Marmot. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, okay, uh, they have five destroyers, three Thunderbirds, ten various flavors of rocks, and two aviators. I have zero duplicates in the 25 discs I bag. I also find myself changing what my go-to is a lot. I've gone from a beast to a crank, uh, to a lace, to a vision, to a Daedalus. I throw it until it feels like it's not performing how I envision it should. Okay, that was winded time. Uh, winded time for the actual question: Is there, is this causing more harm than good? Is there some golden method to finding the best discs to bag besides buying every disc on the shelf? And that was sent from his iPhone. So good job, you know, with the iPhone. Uh, so let's take this a little bit at a time. Um, I guess so here's his real question. Um, here's what he says is the real question. Is there more, is he, is he causing more harm than good to himself? I think what he means by rotating so much and not throwing uh, the same discs over and over again. Um, I would say yes and no. Um, if you take them out before you learn them, you're not helping yourself. Um, if you throw it long enough to know exactly what it will do on any shot you throw it on and you're like, you know what, it's not quite right and you take it out, then you're benefiting yourself. Yeah. But if it's, you throw it for a round, you maybe throw it twice and it's not perfect, but you haven't put the time into learning how to throw it to see if it's actually what you want, then you're probably doing yourself harm. Yeah. And I think, I think, uh, for, for at least for speaking here, we get enough weather variation that Mm-hmm. There's discs that I like in the, you know, in the spring that I don't like in the summer, uh, and it's you know just how much dew's on the ground and, and what's going on there. So, um, for me, I I think it's good to to rotate discs. Mm-hmm. That's fine, but if I get a disc and so I, well, we might get to my in the bag, <laughs> but um, if I if I am browsing discs and I see something like oh this looks interesting or I hear about something that for example, for me is the harp. Um, I heard a lot about the harp and decided to go pick up a harp. And so I went out and I threw around 
And I threw that harp on every single hole. And it was just a practice round, just a casual round. And I, it wasn't necessarily what I would play if it, you know, yeah. you know parked. I would play my harp. <laughs> but otherwise, it was just, let's see what this disc can do. Because mm-hmm. I think it's something that I'm interested in trying. And so if you have a disc that, that you kind of like and that you want to see what's going on, when you go to a casual round, even if you're playing with people, like other people, if it's a casual round and you don't have a long line behind you or anybody playing behind you, people are usually pretty happy to throw two or three discs on a hole because mm-hmm. it's fun to throw plastic. That's that's why we're here Truth. doing it. That's the, that's the reality of it. Like you put the targets out there to make it look less ridiculous that you're just going and playing catch with yourself. But that's that's what we're doing is just throwing plastic as far as we can or, you know, as yeah. accurately as you can yeah. or whatever. And, and it's really fun. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would say as far as rotating things in and out. Instead of having, you know, your go-to, just empty your bag. You know, when you go play practice, practice rounds, throw three or four discs out there. And if there's, you know, again, don't stop the rate of play for anybody else on the course. Let people play through you. Mm-hmm. Or locally here, the it's not hard to find a time when there's just not a lot of people on the course, mm-hmm. especially in the you know shoulder seasons, and uh, go play. Or and, go find a field. Even better. Yeah. And well, that's what I was going to say, too. If you've got a disc that you don't like and you think, like, ah, I don't think I'll ever throw this again. I don't, I don't like the way it throws. It's not the right disc for me. Or it's not the right disc for me until I can you know speed up my arm or whatever. It's, it was just the wrong buy. Throw it in your practice bag. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Some people might give you advice to go you know sell it, trade it for something new. That's fine. Do whatever you want, but the discs aren't that expensive, relatively speaking, you know. And if you pick up one that's a bummer, you've got another one to go throw in, in a field and mm-hmm. just work on something else and mm-hmm. see see how the flight goes. If you can get an S curve with a disc that you don't like, you're doing pretty well. Yeah. And on on your note about you throw it until you feel like it's not performing how you think it should. Um. You can you can try to find a disc that you enjoy its whole lifetime of flights. If you're worried about having to replace them when it you know turns over too much, so for me, in Utah it's Defenders. I'll have four Defenders in the bag, and that's my only driver. And I go to Vegas or Phoenix, it's Enforcers, and I'll have only four Enforcers, because I like the stages of wear that they get. Yeah, and I'm and familiar. I think that's why you see a lot of pros with multiple discs in mm-hmm. the same mold. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. Um, but if if it's you buy it off the shelf, you throw it twice, and then it stops doing what you want. It might not be the disc's fault. It's probably. I'm sorry. Probably the the, the, the operator error. But put the time into learning it before you dismiss it. Yeah. And again, if, you, if you're not enjoying it on a casual round, go throw it in the field. Like, just put it in your practice bag. And we talk a lot about field work on the show because it's great mm-hmm. and it's fun. That's mm-hmm. one of the fun things is just seeing discs fly down and see if you can get a nice curve out of it. Go in an open field. Don't worry about playing around a tree. Don't worry about a hazard mm-hmm. or an OB. Just, just go throw. Make sure there's not a quinceanera happening, you know, 45 <laughs> feet in front of you, because that's that's not cool. That happened to me once. Oh, um, no. Oh, no. Pop-up quinceaneras. Uh, <laughs> right, you got your funny points back. Uh, <laughs> that might be the title of this episode, Pop-up quinceanera. <laughs> uh, yes. yes. Uh, but you had another uh, <laughs> bit on here about what's the best method what the best method with the bar? Oh, yeah. What the be- best method to find the discs to bag besides buying everything? Yeah, and I am. I'm going to speak to this as someone who uh, we've we've got talked about my disc golf story. If you haven't heard that, please go back and listen to it. Download it 27 times, and then tell your friends to download it 2,700 more. So that that'll help us, you know, be more attractive to advertisers. So 
Yes. But uh, was not don't have a haven't played the sport for years, but you know got back into it after a long long absence and decided I like this. This is something I'm interested in. Oh, I have a little bit more disposable income than when I was, you know, 23 years old and mm-hmm. an undergrad working for eight dollars an hour, whatever mm-hmm. it was. So, um, went. I, I would go to the shop, play it again. Is just the local shop that that has discs on the shelf, and I like them. And uh, would just pick up some stuff that sounded interesting. Ran and met met a couple people there that said like, "Oh, try this, try that." Um, and some of that worked out. Some of it didn't. But what I what I really really like doing is getting mystery boxes, mm-hmm. and they're always a really good value. Mm-hmm. And I've found some discs that I absolutely love through a mystery box. And um, I think I think we might do my in the bag later, mostly for comedic effect. But I'll talk about some of that. Like some of these discs I'd, I'd never even heard of before, but uh-huh. I really enjoy throwing them. And uh, that's that's a nice way to do it. I I'm gonna put this pitch out there. If you're listening to the show and you work at or know anyone that works at Community Golf, Disc Golf, I think there's a website called Community Disc Golf, they have a mystery box that I have uh, not pulled the trigger on, but send me one. <laughs> G- give me one. Uh, reach out to me and I'll, and I'll send you the address or you can send me, find the address on Facebook. Uh, but it's the, um, I think it's just called like the, the mystery box and it's a mixed bag of all the different brands that they carry and it's 10 discs. And it's from different molds, from different manufacturers, and different every different plastics. And I think it's ninety bucks, and it comes with ten or twelve discs in it, something like that, or maybe it's ten discs. But that's a good deal. That's nine dollars a disc, and not. I mean, nine dollars gets you a, a, a base run disc most of the time. Like you're getting that, but it's you usually get a lot of better deals. Sometimes they're X outs, whatever. But sometimes you get a kind of a cool looking disc, and. Um, Mystery boxes are, for me, a really great way to just throw a new plastic that I wouldn't have ever even thought to try. And a lot of it is like, oh, this is going to go in the practice bag. But some of them I bag and I so there's a couple of molds that I've bought more of because I, I liked them so much coming out of my mystery bag. Hmm. So mystery box. Awesome. Have you ever gotten, did you ever do that? Or I, Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I started playing, the way I found discs were bargains like mystery boxes. Yeah. Or things that I found without a phone number or that I couldn't find who they belonged to. And I would throw them until somebody's like, hey, that's mine. I was like, great, here you go. Yeah. But then I got to throw it. I got to learn it a little bit. My favorite, God, I was probably my first year playing. I found a Discraft Avenger SS, I think. Don't even know. It was yeah. bright bright green. It went super straight. Like I was, I was still pretty new. And on the back, so when I find him, I check for phone number, I'd call. This one said, Chris, somebody, I don't have a phone. And giant marker on the back. And so I threw it every time I went to our local park, and hoping. You're, you're Chris somebody. Hoping that he would be there. Yeah. And be like, I just want to give it to you. And I never found him, and I don't remember what happened to it. If you're Chris somebody out there, you don't have that disc graphic. No. Yeah. No. But that's uh, that's really funny. Yeah. That's a good memory. I, I actually wanted to tell the story. Uh, last episode, I forgot about it. Um, if you listen to few episodes back you'll you'll you know my review of the explorer and the ballista pro and um i I give a really really detailed thorough uh report on on those discs especially how the explorer got lodged in a tree (laughs) and i spent an ungainly amount of time trying to get it out so much so that my lacrosse ball (laughs) i was trying to knock it out with actually got stuck in the tree 
I got a text a few days ago after a huge windstorm went through Salt Lake area. Uh, some guy's like, hey, I found your lacrosse ball. <laughs> and I thought, that's fantastic. So uh, if that was you that found it and you are listening to the show, just let me know. That's That was the best. Um, and I, I think I, I said to him, like, I just laughed and said, yeah, I got stuck in a tree when I was trying to get a disc out. That's um, amazing. You can keep it or or I can come pick it up from you. And I think he stashed it on the bench and I haven't gone and checked. But, That's awesome. Um, yeah. So write your name on stuff and, 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 and call people. It's a, it's a good karma. And sometimes it's a really good story. Mm-hmm. So uh, did we... Did we I, answer that question? I got, I got two more points in it. Okay. Yes, um, First, the the pro in the bag thing where they carry just destroyers, oh, T-birds, yeah. rocks, and putters. I totally thought that was a thing, and some people do it. Um, but I have actually had a conversation with a friend last year about this. So I have a screenshot of Paul McBeth's in the bag from okay. last year. And he has 10 molds, which is way more than I thought he had. I thought it was yeah. destroyer, firebird, T-bird, rock, putter. I thought he had five. So literally twice as many. Um, but yes, he has seven destroyers and six rocks. And that usually comes from when you're as good as those guys are. It feels good to throw the same mold. So it comes out the same time, comes out the same feel. You know exactly what you're doing with it. Um, that consistency helps. But until you're the level they're at, you probably shouldn't try to mold your bag after theirs. No, I think, and well, I think even if you're at the level they're at, you shouldn't mold you. And the guys who are at that level, they don't care. That well, they shouldn't be throwing Paul's bag. Ricky should be throwing Ricky's bag. Oh, and they, yeah, I mean, if absolutely. they were sponsored by the same team, like Nate Sexton should be throwing Nate's bag instead of Ricky's mm-hmm. bag, even though they're both throwing Innova and, and Dismania mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Um, they, they play differently, mm-hmm. and yeah, and, and I, that's how it works. I think th- I think one of the biggest mistakes people make is. Hey, I need some discs. So what do you do? You go watch an in the bag for some professional that throws 600 feet and is amazing. Which is honestly not too dissimilar from saying, hey, I really need a car. Oh, that Porsche GT3. I saw mm-hmm. that doing really, really great at uh, 24 Hours in Le Mans. Yeah. Uh, let me go pick one of those up. Mm-hmm. Or like ball golf. You don't go get yeah. uh, blade irons because Dustin Johnson's really good with them. Yeah. No, you do what works for you. Get something that's designed for yeah. your skill level. So don't mo- don't f- try to copy now, any pros in the bag. When I do my in the bag, we're going to see how much hypocrisy is in that statement. But uh. I've had four destroyers because Paul McBeth throws them. <laughs> I've never thrown a destroyer. Oh, wow. I've thrown I have no at, idea least, why. at least three. I have not thrown a destroyer. And I think part of it is stubbornness. Well, now it's a claim. You can't. Well, yeah, everybody's like, oh, the destroyer, the destroyer. No, I can't give a destroy. Yeah, so I've never thrown a trespass. <laughs> Actually, maybe I do own a trespass. That it's just I might, my whale stand might be a trespass. Maybe that's a sheriff. I don't know. We'll find out. But I don't think it's. I don't think I'm bagging it right now for the winter. Um, it's a good desk. Uh, go buy some whale pants stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, last point, real quick. Yes. Best way to find discs to throw is try other people's. Yes. There's no reason to go and. I did this. I went and bought everything. Um, I wish I hadn't, but I've I did that because I didn't have anybody to play with. But yeah. I'm happy to like try this. Like you, when you and I go play together, mm-hmm. like I have discs in my bag that you don't have in your bag. You're contractually obligated to not have some of them mm-hmm. in your bag. And I say, yeah, try it. Throw yeah. it. Yeah. And honestly, like I, you're I not, have... you're never gonna bag it, but it gives you an idea of what what there is. Yeah. 
and locally at least in Salt Lake, between myself, Nick Lopez, and Russell Jessup, we probably have almost every trilogy mold on a shelf. Yeah. So if you want to throw them, reach out to us. I will always go to a field with anything I have on the shelf and yeah. let people throw it because that's what I have them for. And if, yeah. So I'm, if you can get it in your hands, try it. If you like it, go buy one. Well, and the reality is advice. you're going to – correct me if I'm wrong here, please, because I don't, I don't know this. It just seems this way. Um, so I'm going to relate this to skiing. And okay. I, uh, and again, going back to the pro thing, like do not wear the skis that you saw um, yeah. Michaela Schifrin skiing on. Yep. I'm an excellent skier. I don't ski on the skis Michaela Schifrin skis on. They scare the crap out of me. I've tried downhill skis. I've tried GS skis. They're frightening and they're terrifying and they're stiff and they're fast. Mm-hmm. And I'm not that good, even though I'm really good. I'm not that good. Mm-hmm. Um, so... If you want, if you want to, if you want to be just like Michaela Schifrin, just start, ski, just ski a different brand. Let's ski the same brand, but just a different ski. One mm-hmm. that works for you, one that's going to be fun mm-hmm. and enjoyable for your skill level. Work your way. Um, where was I going? With it? What was, I was making a point, and I got talking about skiing, and then my mind went off. Michaela Schifrin's a fantastic skier, by the way. Yes, her skis are too. Someone else wins on them. Yeah. Yes. Isn't that cool? That is so cool. Yeah. No, she's like. I made the tangent worse. I'm sorry. No, I am worried that Michaela Schifrin is going to do self harm if she doesn't win more gold medals. She's that intense. Oh. Like, well, that's how you get good. You Got to be intense. Apparently, she's 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 amazing. The Sochi Games. I I made my wife made. I suggested, and she left the room, and I watched it about a dozen more times. But her um, her slalom run mm-hmm. is technically perfect. Like, really? Perfect. I, I watched it again and again and again and again and again, and I could not find anything that wow. she was. I mean, it was perfect. It's perfect. So, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, a good job, Michaela. Welcome to uh, Am Am Skiing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, so, uh, what was he talking about? We're just talking about in the bags, pros. Just don't do don't do what pros do just because pros do it. Yes, um, I, I think I lost it, but anyway. that was a good example, though. Yeah, don't do it. You're pros not Michaela Schiffer. No, you're not. And but and and that's okay. You're not Paul Macbeth. I'm not Paul yeah. Macbeth. Uh, Paul Macbeth is Paul Macbeth. Mm-hmm. But his game will evolve too, and, and he'll start throwing different stuff. Absolutely. And, but Ricky's not Paul Macbeth. He has a different game, mm-hmm. and everybody else's. So um, just. Now I know what I was going to say. Found it. I think so. Don't forget it. Um, there's not a perfect disc for you. There's not. Like, and so you will learn to throw the things that are in your bag. Mm-hmm. And you will, you will adapt to the plastic that you like as much as you can try to get it to adapt to you. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's just the reality of it. There's no one that has thrown every mold. Maybe. Oh, but I highly are. doubt but of every mold of every company that's out there, maybe. And, and thrown, maybe I guess there's not that many. A lot of big disc stores. That's Somebody's true. Got if to. you're working, if you're if you're working at Infinite Discs, yeah. and you're yeah, you've probably thrown everything that's out there, maybe. But good point. Yeah. But you've you've not thrown it enough to like know if mm-hmm. this is the perfect disc or not. Yeah, and like, there there is no perfect disc. There there's isn't. no disc that will make you better. No. no. The disc that makes you better is the disc that you put time into. Well, and and that's appropriate for your level and your skill level and what you're mm-hmm. trying to do. I was listening to somebody uh, 
I can't even remember who it was. It was a, I think it was a disc golf answer man. One of their um, interviews with one of their pros. It might have been Rob Robert McHale. I'm not sure. But they were talking about um, overhand overhands, tomahawks, mm-hmm. like, and saying like, is this even a shot that should be allowed? Kind of thing, and thought like, well, consensus is whatever you can do, yeah. do it. But one of them was saying like, yeah, when I started out, I had a buddy who had, I think it was a destroyer, and that was all he had. That was the one disc that he would go play with. And he's like, and he would he would beat me up every single round. Hmm. But then I actually got good at the game and learned how to throw a bag and got more tricks. And then I, you know, completely sailed way past him. And now this guy's, you know, a touring pro. Um, and so I don't think it was Robert that was saying this. But um, it's like, yeah. So that guy found the destroyer, and that's that's the disc that can do that for him. Mm-hmm. But now then you're a one-trick pony. So yeah. get more things out there. I think we've answered your question. Yeah. Have we answered your Hopefully. question? I think we've answered your question. Uh, write in again. Let us know. We really appreciate it. Uh, thanks, Jay Marmot. Okay, next question. From Kevin. Kevin Gilling, Gillen? Gillen. I, I guess, I, I'm not going to guess. Gillen. Sorry, Kevin. Guillon. Guillon. I actually had a little back and forth with Kevin. Uh, so I'll read his email, and then I'll, I'll uh, tell you back and forth. You probably saw it because we have the same email account. <laughs> um, okay, Kevin writes. First off, I've really enjoyed the first several episodes. Keep up the good work. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, and we will. Thank you so much. I do have a question slash topic, probably more for Chris. <laughs> I'm losing interest. <laughs> that was Gavin's interjection. Do you think that at the pro level of competition, there should be a limit on the number of discs each player can carry? In ball golf, every player is only allowed to carry up to 14 clubs in the bag, and if they damage or lose a club, they are not allowed to replace it. Just curious if you thought a similar rule in disc golf should be implemented. It seems like there might be an advantage for a top player who has access to more discs due to sponsorship and potentially a caddy if they choose versus an up and coming younger player who likely has neither of these. Seems like playing the field is the seems like the playing field is not level. Thanks, Kevin. And then um, I asked Kevin, like, how did you find us? You know, because I was just curious. And mm-hmm. um, he said he just found us on iTunes, which is fantastic. He's a I think he works in sales and travels a lot, so he just listens to a lot of podcasts. So uh, I think. That, that just blows my mind, that people are just finding the show and liking it. I love that. So, okay, Kevin's question. Should there be a limit on pro players' bags? And let me ask you my question because I just, again, don't know. Um, theoretically speaking, if a player has a caddy that's willing to do this, could they haul around like a, a, a mega Zooka cart with 75 discs? Yeah, it? you could wheelbarrow. Okay, so there's no, there's no limit on the amount of plastic you nope. can bring out there. Nope. So do you think there should be? Um, no. Um, for the ball golf analogy, I will say that discs are just as much golf balls as they are golf clubs. And there's no limit on how many golf balls you can carry. That's kind of where I am with it, too. So and how often, how often you, do you throw your 9-iron in the lake? Yeah, or, or really damage it beyond repair. Well, if you're in a tin cup. That's true. That's but, the only instance I can think of. Yeah. So that's that's my biggest argument for not limiting them. Um, as far as sponsored players having an advantage, I mean, a little bit. But again, but the, the most get, expensive disc that you're gonna buy, if you're not buying like a collector's edition or twenty dollars, twenty bucks like that. So that's not a massive like insurmountable advantage for somebody that's you know for for Paul over yeah you know we talked about you know or you or, or mm-hmm. anybody else you know. Yeah. 
Um, so a little bit of an advantage to people like Paul McBeth who can find one run of Thunderbird he likes and take all hundred of them. Yeah, he gets to go in the factory and, and yeah. cherry pick. Yeah, that's, a, a couple years advantage. ago I saw he had like two Trotter boxes full of one bluish green Thunderbird because he really liked them. So he took like a hundred. Like, sure, that's a minor advantage. But back to the thing of... That, but that's not what's made Paul McBeth Paul no, McBeth. No, no, no. It's, it's the time you put in yeah. and learning what you can do. And, and just an exceptional amount of talent. Yeah. Um, but in any round of golf, I mean, most people throw maybe 10 discs. And yeah. that, I don't think that is a significant advantage for anybody. The only reason I could see to limiting it would just be to shut off any kind of circus show. And I think that might be what part of the reason for PGA does it mm-hmm. is so you don't have the, you know, um, Caddyshack 2 putter, you know, with the, with the laser finder and the, the, the hit it in now. Yeah. Um, just that kind of stuff and, and try to keep the integrity of the game and make it a little bit more competitive. Probably it's a rule that was written in like 1917 and just yeah. hasn't changed either. Could be. Um, but what's the most that you've ever seen somebody carry on a on a course, like on an actual tournament? Probably circa forty five, super loaded Zuka. That's a lot, of, but it's in a cart. Yeah, so it's it's in a, it's fairly contained. Yeah. Now, why do you think they're doing that? The so I see. I that like, seems like somebody who's neurotic. I like both sides of this. Um, the argument I like for carrying a ton is that you have a disc for any shot that you may run into. Right, and that's a good idea. You're prepared. I've run into situations where I don't have a disc I want. Um, I change my bag out a lot. Like, I'll get home, I'll empty it. I'm going to play, I'll grab a bunch of random stuff, I'll throw it in there. So I'll go and I'll be like, oh crap, I forgot my justice today. So I've run into that. So I understand the overprepared, have everything. The downside to that is that each disc is not getting very many reps. So you don't actually know what they'll do all the time. Yeah. So my bag usually has 10 to 15 discs in it. And I usually feel like I'm pretty covered. So yeah. 45 is super excessive to me. But like I said, there are times where I wish I had that one justice that's at home. So be prepared, I guess. Yeah. And if you want to haul 45 discs and I'm going to haul 10, I'll take the extra energy I have as the advantage equation, equation, equate, equator. I don't know the word I'm looking for. Equalizer. E- equilibrium. Equalizer will work. I will equalize the energy I'm saving Equinox. by carrying... <laughs> Aurora Boy Alice. <laughs> what is... Oh. Um, but yeah, I'll save the energy while you have the backup discs. Yeah. And I'll call it fair. I'm, well, yeah. And I think that's... I think there's... Wasn't, now, he did also mention caddies. You know, and I guess if you can, you're willing to, to rope your buddy into hauling around... Two backpacks full yeah, in a cart. Then, like... Then power to your buddy. Yeah. I guess. It's kind of a dick move. I um, think I think that would be detrimental. If I had a friend carrying two Zuka carts and two backpacks... And I was like, I need to throw a 350-foot shot. And I'm looking through 70 discs. Yeah. Instead of, okay, I, I have two. Yeah. Do I want to use this one or this one? Or even, yeah. And um, I think we wanted to talk about this in the last question, too. It's a point I forgot to make. So discs are, there are clubs and are balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can lose a disc. Like, you can you can shank a shot. Yeah. It can get lost in the water. It can Something can happen. Stuck in a know? tree. And so... It's if you are only going to throw seven discs, what's the harm in having a backup of your driver, a backup of your mid, a backup of your putter? Mm-hmm. Losing a putter is less likely, yeah. But losing a driver is not not out of the question. It happens definitely often. Mm-hmm. Um, so have you know? 
if Paul wants, you know, a hundred of the exact same disc, well, he can lose 98 of them and be fine. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's kind of the idea. As far as a rule, um, the only rule I can think of that's kind of relevant here is that if during a round you have time and you don't impede pace of play, you are actually allowed to run to your car to get more. So, like, if you've lost a couple that you really like, you know, on whole two. I wasn't sure about that. I was I was going to ask that. Yeah. You you are allowed as long as you don't. Impede the rate of play. Yeah. Well, that seems like impeding the rate of play is going to, 70 discs is going to slow you down more than. Can you imagine having, like, three full Zooka cards? Be like, okay, I need the blue one. <laughs> uh, no, hold on, guys. I know no, it's the here. the Azure blue one. Fool. I know it's here. Hold on. There, I think there's a limit where it's just yeah. Silly. But I, I actually did have uh, an instance in a tournament where I thought like I wish I had this disc, mm-hmm. and it was I think it was a, a boss. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought like yeah, this actually this would be a good disc for the shot, and I didn't, and I you know threw something else and made it work. But um, the, but that was just on me for not having a disc that I should have had. Yeah, you know, and I, like, like throwing. I've done that as well. Yeah, and it's. My frantic nature. Well, is... I had a full bag. I had, you know, 20-some discs in my bag, but I just forgot that one. Mm-hmm. That I... But in all honesty, I probably threw 10. Yeah. Maybe and I day. think most rounds you probably throw 10 or fewer. Yeah. And and that's okay. Mm-hmm. So... Like, if you watch if you watch the Vegas coverage or Phoenix coverage especially, watch what Simon throws off the tee. Count how many times he threw that green disc. Because it's a lot. Yeah. And it's... I mean, you have a go-to, and you can use it anywhere. Yeah, you don't need a ton to My be good. Yes, as he had one or two backups of that disc Probably. in his bag. Probably, yeah, and that's okay. But also, sometimes you got to carry a disc too. Like I don't ever think I'm going to throw this, but it's a good disc for getting me out of trouble, or mm-hmm. it's one that I can do a Scooby with. Yeah, super overstable, like, super understable. They're always yeah. good. You'll never use them, but when you need them, you're glad you have them. Yeah. So, um, thanks, Kevin, for your question. Uh, I yeah. really, I think that's a great question. Hopefully, we got some sort of. Yeah, I, I, I agree that there doesn't need to be a rule on it. And I think the the recent rule changes, and maybe this happens every year when they update the the rule book. I don't know if they do it every year. Okay. Not not like this. Okay. This, this was a big year. Because it seems rules. like everybody's pissed about everything. So Disc golfers, we complain. And maybe that's the libertarian in me. <laughs> I'm not really a libertarian, but uh, less rules is fine. You know, just if it's working, it's working. Yeah. And... And I think the other rules take care of any problems that would really be in there, which is the rate of play and and you know etiquette or uh, courtesy violations, things like that. Like if you're if you've got a, a wagon train of Zuka carts, that's that's going to be a courtesy violation. Like that's just not cool. You're not leaving room for anybody else on the tee pad to set up. And I think that'd be funny. Yeah, <laughs> that that actually would be kind of a funny picture to set up. So uh, if you're in the area and you've got Zuka carts and you're willing to let us. Hitch them together. Don't let us do that. <laughs> no. Sorry. <laughs> I wonder if I'll ever change my opinion on the carts. Um, that they're... I, I, I use it sometimes. I think I think my, uh, for me, we've talked about it. If you're in a tournament like and you need a place to sit and you're, you're going to be waiting, great. If you're in a casual round, yeah. throw it on your back. If you're... Physically, in a, like if, if, if you're physically limited, that carrying a bag is going to, to not allow you to mm-hmm. play as well that round, fine, drag a cart. If you're, not, if you're able-bodied, like, throw on a backpack. That's me. 
I, I use both. I really yeah. do. Well, and if I, if I were in a tournament, I would like to have... It's nice to have a place to sit. Like Yeah, and, and rolling a cart does save energy. Which absolutely. on long days does help. Unless it's a very hilly course. Yeah, then it takes... More. Yeah. So... Could be. You know, also if you're, you know, dragging your cart behind your bike to make it to the, you know, because you got one too many DUIs, um, get a bag. Also, don't get DUIs. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Thanks, Kevin, for your question. <laughs> we appreciate it. I'm not insinuating that you have any DUIs, Kevin. I'm sure you're a completely upstanding sober citizen. So we have one more question. Uh, the subject line in this one is just a whole bunch of freaking question marks. She's very curious. Yeah. <laughs> this is from Marla Tuttle. What are some tricks that you use when you find yourself throwing lazy shots? My question to you, Marla, is why are you watching me on the course and why are you being so judgmental? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> no, but, but in, in semi-seriousness, um, I don't know that I have a trick for that one. Like, for me, if I'm, if I'm finding myself throwing lazy shots, and part of it is just I don't have, you know, very rarely will I find myself with like two hours to go play disc golf. If I'm being lazy with it, I'll just pack it and go home. I'll just get, uh-huh. like, I'm not into this today. I'm not feeling it. I'm, I'm going to go take care of the other things that I'm ignoring mm-hmm. so that I can be on the course today. What, what, what say you? Um, for me, a lazy shot is mostly for me, it's putting, but if I'm playing lazy, I will take any shot that's straightforward and make it hard. I'll challenge myself to throw harder or to hit a harder line or do something to like, kind of stimulate my mental game. So if it's like, you know... Punch in the microphone. Yeah, if it's punch in the microphone, you know, you throw an elbow. Um, but if it's a 300-foot shot, I'll throw a big spike hyzer or a sidearm or something. Something different. Something to, to wake me up and push me a little bit more. Because once you fall into a lazy trap, it's pretty easy to just be lazy and slow down and yeah, be self-detrimental. Now, and if, if it's a tournament type situation, then usually it's not so much lazy. It is, for me at least, feeling defeated. Like, mm-hmm. well, I got 12 OBs on the last hole. Like, what's the point of being here? And so that, and then it's just the mental game of, of getting out of it. And that's, that's, I mean, if you can figure out the solution to that, then mm-hmm. you're, you're going to do very, very well for yourself in life. Um, which, Marla, you are. You're going to do very well for yourself. Uh, but I don't know. For me... If I'm, if again, if I'm just doing a casual round and I find that I'm just being lazy and I'm detrimental to my game, like I'm not mm-hmm. throwing well, which which does happen sometimes. Like I want to go play, but I'm not feeling it. I've got other things on my mind. I'm just not in the headspace. I'm trying to squeeze in like 40 minutes where I can go play. I'll leave. And like, obviously, there's other things on my mm-hmm. mind that are more important. I'm going to take off. I haven't had that happen in a uh, in a tournament situation where I've, you know, not that I haven't played felt lazy or like yeah. throwing poorly in a tournament, but that where I'm, you know, in that headspace where it's like, I shouldn't be doing this. I've got other things I need to do. I always have other things I need to do, but, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> so I, sh- I guess for you, shake it up on the course, do something different for me, shake it up and like, let's just, let's pick up with this yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. I've definitely played lazy tournament golf and it usually leads to a bad mood and a bad score. So if I feel that happening, I will do something silly. It'll like, be, it'll, like meth. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I heard you right. You did. Okay. Um, no, just something to, something to kind fun. of change the mood. Yeah. yeah, a roller, a stupid sky shot that I don't need to throw. Just yeah. something fun because this game is fun. And if I'm lazy, I'm not Remind having fun. Remind yourself why it's fun. Yeah. Do a cartwheel. I actually, all the time, when I'm in bad moods, 
I'll do handstands. Yeah. My cartwheels are actually not very good, but I'll do handstands on the course. I can do handstands. I can do headstands, and those get a little bit hard, you know, on the wet grass. But I can, yeah. I can do a fat guy cartwheel. Pretty okay. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, just kind of change it up a little bit. That that's that yeah. would be my advice, one yeah. way or the other. Get out of the headspace. Yeah. Um, and uh, whatever you need to do there. So thank you, Milo. That's a great question. Hopefully that helps some. Yeah. If not, then, you know. If not, then you then, tell then me. Get off the sofa and quit being so lazy about it. <laughs> lazy jokes. No, I don't know. Uh, that was great. That was a really good question. Um, but thanks, Milo. So that 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 catches up us on questions for uh, for this week. Um, should we get to this or should we should we postpone that? I'm curious. All right. Okay. So yeah, now, Gavin in the bag. We're gonna do a uh, our am in the bag with me, Gavin. Good one. We'll do mine eventually. <laughs> And uh, I'm going to go through everything that's in my bag and uh, try to get my mic with me while I'm doing this. And, oh, no, my cheap mic stand. There we go. Mine's holding fine. I moved mine. That's a problem. All right. So where should I start? Where, where do people start in in the bag? Uh, either. I'll start with my bag. Yeah. It's a dynamic disc commander bag. Best bag Commander, ever. right? Yes. Yeah. And actually, I really like it. He got, um, the, he got the olive with red trim. It's gorgeous. Good looking color. Um. I got this bag. I can talk about that specifically. Uh, and I did not think I would like this bag at all. I saw Why it on not? the shelf. I saw it on the like online. Uh, that's a stupid looking bag. I don't. I don't get it. It's kind of ugly. Um, but I knew I wanted a dynamic bag because I like OGO bags. And mm-hmm. other disc golf backpacks are just flat out ugly. There's a couple out there that are okay, but um, and and you guys know what I'm talking about. Like they're they just look weird. They're ugly mm-hmm. bags. But the OGO ones, I know they make a good bag. I've owned a bunch of OGO bags for other sports and other luggage and just different things. Um, and so I went with OGO. And then I went to a uh, shop and, and just played around with them. And I thought that I was going to go with the, is it the, what's the, what's the top end one that they have? OGO or Dynamics. The Ranger? Top, Ranger. Yeah, with like the, the storage on top and everything. Yep. Thought, okay, I'll for sure go with the Ranger. I'll just bite the bullet and, and pay the price. I did not like the Ranger as much handling it. Okay. And what I also didn't realize is the Commander bag, it's it's weird. It looks like it's got wings on it. I didn't realize those wings were pockets, that there was storage there. <laughs> so that that helped me because I was like, there's no storage in this bag. There's these two little measy pockets. Mm-hmm. But uh, I can fit a lot of stuff in this bag, and I'm going to show that to you now. So yeah. top down, should we go top down? Um, top down, fast, slow, slow, fast, whatever you want, man. Slow, fast. I don't even know what's slow and fast. All right. Putters are slow. I know. I know. I'm... <laughs> Um, all right, let's start with my putters. Okay. So I carry three putters. Take it from the top. Get it? Yep. And uh, they are all different putters. <laughs> not, not, they're all different molds and they're all different plastics. So I carry a uh, Megasoft Swan uh, 2. No, not, I thought it was Swan Reborn. No, it's a Swan 2 mm-hmm. Megasoft. Um, I got this because I liked soft putters because they stick to the chains a little bit better. And um, I heard the swan was a good putter. That's why I got this putter. Perfect. And it's pink with a silver stamp. And it's very, very pink. And I also thought like, and I had also heard, oh, yeah, well, pink is a good contrast against the grass. Mm -hmm. And then I realized the disc that you need the least amount of contrast on is your putter. So I have a pink, super floppy, taco-y 
Yeah, it's it's a soft tortilla shell. Yeah, and the reason I still bag this thing, I don't, I do not putt with it very much. But the reason I bag this thing is, I have an incredible ability to miss give me putts, and I pull this out because it will stick a little bit better to the chains. Nice. So um, also, if it's wet, it this thing is super crazy grippy. Nice. So my next disc, my next putter is my deputy. My uh, and it's actually the trilogy challenge of last year's 2017 trilogy challenge deputy prime prime and I hated this putter during that that tournament and then I, I think it was you said it was like your favorite your go to putter mm-hmm. and I heard other people saying that well I'll try it because I didn't like it, couldn't find a putter that I liked mm-hmm. and I have a bunch of putters but I just said well I better pick one and stick with it so that's why I packed my deputy yeah and then I realized I didn't love my deputy <laughs> so. <laughs> But I, for some reason, I still carry it. Uh, I got a classic blend because I didn't like the uh, prime's fine, but it wasn't grippy enough for when we get wet here mm-hmm. for for playing in the winter. So I got a classic blend Marshall, and I got the Marshall because it. Uh, I just didn't have one. I have a Judge that I thought was okay to play with, but I didn't love it, and it's Lucid or Fusion. It's it's a Dimax. It's Captain America disc. I got it because I thought my kids would think it's cool. Also, I thought it was cool. And it is. Yes. But um, I stopped bagging that for the winter because it just slips right out of my hands. Mm-hmm. So I went Classic Blend because uh, it's kind of a nice mix between a Prime and a Soft. Mm-hmm. And I like it. And it's black with a black stamp. And it looks like Batman's disc. If Batman putted, this would be the Murder, Murdered Peter Marshall. It's, it's completely Myrtle. Mur- Myrtle. Myrtle. Like Moaning Myrtle? Yes. It's Batman's know. putter. Um. And, and I like Batman. Uh, I have my marker going top down. It is a glow mini marker, an Innova glow mini marker. Got that because I like glow in the dark things. Always have my whole life. And who cares what it is? It's a mini marker. Is my name on that? Yes. Okay, but uh, the, the mini matters, and I have like six that I go through. The mini does matter? Why? Mental. Oh, okay. I have some that remind me of people, some that remind me of attitudes, some that remind me of a bunch of stuff. Okay. So this I'm, reminds me that I like glow in the dark. Things. And that's great. But minis matter. Okay. Now I know. Minis do matter. All right. There we go. Good, good pro, to know. Pro tip, minis matter. I'm, I'm learning all sorts of fun stuff. All right. Now let's move to my mid-range discs. I carry a lot of mid-range, I found out. I didn't realize I carried a lot, but I think I carry a lot of mid-range. Ooh, I love this disc. This is my classic, uh, not classic blend, classic, straight up classic which is such a hard plastic to find, and I love it so much. I'm going to be so heartbroken when this disc, something happens with this disc, but it is a suspect. It's like bright red, and it's got a great stamp on it with like a kind of a glitter finish. looks like a bass boat, um, and I love the suspect. What I, 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 Suspect I bought because I just wanted to try some more mid-ranges, and it's super flat-topped, and I thought, mm-hmm. that looks interesting, so I picked it up. And I love it. The suspect is, I use my suspect like better players use their putters, I think, where I will. Upshot? Yes. And I can f- put full speed, full full power into my suspect, and I know I'm not going to overthrow the mm-hmm. basket. I will say a lot of DD team members that are much better than myself love the suspect. Suspect is a great disc. Yeah. So pick up suspects. If you find the suspect in classic with this bass boat stamp, send them to me because I want. I, I'm going to be super – like, I only have one, and I'm going to be sad oh, when no. that disc wears out. And I, they're so hard to find. I can find them in, like, other plastics, mm-hmm. but I cannot find them in just straight classic. As a warning, the soft ones are more overstable than the rest. Oh, good to know. 
Um, my next desk, I'm just pulling them out in order, not even not in any order, just the way they were in my desk, and they're still a little bit wet from my run this morning. <laughs> um, is a truth, not just a regular truth in Prime. I bought this because I needed discs to throw in it when it's wet, and I love the truth. It's the truth. The truth is. Truth is a great disc. I use that for um, it's mid range. I use it for approach. I um, yeah, I love my truth. It's a great disc. Next one is an Ibex. It's a Vibram disc. Um, it's now an endangered species. Yeah, it is. Uh, I got this disc because working in the ski industry, I got a discount code for Vibram products, and I thought, oh, let me see if they have any disc golf stuff, and they did. And so I picked up a disc. <laughs> a handful of discs. I think I got three. And I don't really like it. So I don't know why I still bag it, but I still bag my Ibex. <laughs> Most honest in the bag ever, maybe. <laughs> Next is my West Side Harp. Um, I love the Harp. I really like this mold a lot. I got mine in tournament plastic, which was a stupid mistake because it will slide around and skip and it is the wrong, wrong plastic for me and how I want to use this this disc. Um for me, it's similar to my suspect in that it's uh, you can put a lot on it. I'm not going to overshoot it, but it's I can I wouldn't say that I can control it because I don't think I can control any disc. But I'm closer to controlling this than a lot of other <laughs> discs. Um, ooh, here we come. Three very special discs. I I bag three Emac Truths. Best disc ever. They they are really really good. Who said that? I know uh, that was that was that was your conscience. <laughs> listener so uh if you don't know about the emac truth it is the truth but a little bit adjusted for eric mccabe yeah and um i like my truth a lot and i really like my emacs so i have three of them two of them are in lucid which is champion plastic if you're dynamic whatever it's high in plastic mm-hmm. it's it's trans transparent or translucent um oh one's a little glitter that's a figure fingerprint red that's some of the Best plastic, I think. Is it really? It's my second favorite trilogy plastic. Is that fingerprinty red? Why do you call it fingerprinty? Because it gets fingerprints all over it? Yeah, smudges. Yeah. Um, That's why I call it that. I don't know if anyone else does. Okay. I like it. It's a good disc. Um, they're reliable. I can throw them. I, unfortunately, I can throw my truth farther than I can throw some of my drivers sometimes. So I never drive with them. Unless it's on like a really like number two at Creekside right now, I, I will throw my truth. I'll drive with my truth, but uh, they're really great. And I've got two in Lucid, a red and a blue one. I have two because I didn't want to lose my red one and be super bummed. So I started bagging that blue one. And they're, I throw my red one more often. Don't know why, but so I guess it's a little bit more broken in, but they're both great discs. I don't think I've ever broken in a disc, like people say, where I can notice mm-hmm. the change of flight, probably because I'm not good enough and consistent enough. But my next EMAC truth is in Prime. And I didn't even know they made this. Apparently, it's something they made for a long time. But I was super excited to find it because I wanted mid-ranges that I could throw in the winter. And Prime is way more grippy mm-hmm. than Lucid when it's wet. So, um, if, if you're confused between truth and EMAC truth and pre-Sweden truth and truth to verdict and Amworld's truth. and I didn't even know there are all these different versions. There are a ton. Chris Goodrich, a Team DD member, put together a great video about the difference between all of them. And that's the truth. Yeah, no, they're, they're a ton, and they're all different, yeah. so check I, them out. I just know the EMAC and the regular, and I like them both. They're both great, but they do fly a little bit different, which mm-hmm. is yeah. crazy. Um, okay, thank you. Good, yeah. good heads up. Good resource. This disc, um, I got this in a mystery box. 
Ooh. A, I ordered a trilogy mystery box this Christmas time, I think. Mm-hmm. It was a Christmas. I'm not going to call it Christmas myself. I didn't wait to open it, but I bought it around Christmas time when they saw them. They don't ever go on sale. <laughs> um, and I've never met anyone that has ever owned this disc. I don't see anybody throwing them. And I absolutely love it. And it is a core by Lat64. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thrown these? Mm-hmm. Okay, I take that back. Then I do know someone that's thrown them. And I know somebody that bagged them until they got sponsored by someone else. Okay. It, this is great. It, it's similar to my Emacs, mm-hmm. but it will go far. Mm-hmm. I've One day, this was hole 11 at Roots when the basket was behind the fence. Okay. That, that, that will only make sense to a handful of people listening to the show, but um, this is a chain link fence and you have to throw over it. And I was just doing a casual practice round, so I wasn't trying, I wasn't really keeping score, but I could not get something over the fence because it's, it's also very. There's a there's a tree ceiling, yep. so you've got a fairly. It seems like it should be an easy shot, but it was not. And I threw my Emacs, and I thought I cannot get this. I just didn't have enough power to quite get it off. And then I was like, oh, let me try this core, and it went exactly where I wanted it to go. So I really like my core, and this will be a disc that I'm bummed because they're hard to find. I don't know why. I'll probably find them online, but you know what's the fun in that? You could try a Claymore as well. Okay, very similar, much easier to find. Is that a West Side? Also Latitude. A Latitude Claymore. Yeah, so, and it's gold line, which I guess I did have a gold line disc. Limited edition. Didn't know that. It's pretty. It is pretty. Some weird, like, molecular stamp. Some, I'm not, I don't love a lot of stamp designs that are out there. I'm, I'm just going to be, be honest with that and say, uh, some of the graphic design could use, you know, a little bit to be designed. Next disc, I have a Pro D Buzz. Mm. I don't know why people just said the buzz was a good disc. I picked it up. It's grippy. <laughs> it's 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 pro plastic, so it's it's really grippy, and I like it. It flies well. It flies very similar to my Emacs or anything else. So, that, my guess is that's what he was trying to get right with the with the Emacs Truth was something similar to a buzz. Um, so the the old Truth, the pre Sweden Truth, yeah, came out pretty much how he wanted. They were straight, but a little bit overstable. Okay. When they went Sweden and they ran a whole bunch of them, they started getting understable. So since it was his signature disc, he's like, hey, I want to retool these. I still want it to be called the truth, but I want it to be more overstable. So it's the Emac truth. Yeah, after they fixed the mold to fly how he wanted. Okay. And they're both great discs. Mm-hmm. So that was a happy accident to come up yeah, with the other absolutely. truth. Okay, now, so that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine? Nine mid-ranges. Is that is a that lot? It? Nine, nine's more than I carry. Um, I think that's it for my mid-ranges, maybe? Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, I carry about four. Okay. And I like throwing them. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out what I like when I don't like. Oh, there's something in here that's fun. Um, forgot it was in there. All right. Well, we're not doing it. Okay, on to my drivers. Uh, I have a Star Shrike. I love the Shrike. Uh, I will never have a signature disc, probably. Also, you know, just make it myself. And it wouldn't be the Shrike. But I really do like the Shrike a lot. Um I can throw the strike fairly straight, and it flies fairly far for me. So I'm, I'm a big fan of the strike, and you'll see that in a little in a minute. Um, next, I have a boss, a Blizzard champion boss. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the weight is; it wore off, but um, I can throw this just fairly far for me. I like the boss. Um, don't know why I can, but uh, it's a good disc for me. Next one, a villain by Lat64 Goldline. Um, also came in a mystery box, this villain. I'd never thrown one before. 
and took it out to practice with, put it in my practice bag and found that I was actually getting some good distance. So I started bagging it. And um, I think I use this on Heiser sometimes and I like it. So Nice. Uh, next disc, also with that vibe mortar, was a lace. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that I figured out what to do with it. I, I kind of like it. <laughs> I don't know. It, it flies like, I don't know. I kind of like it. Okay. That's, that's better than, I, feel I like, don't know why it's in there. I, I don't feel bad because Vibram doesn't exist anymore. That is better than I don't know why it's in there. Uh, okay. This one, I don't even know what it is. Looks like a DFD. It's, oh, it's an, an S line FD fairway driver, but this also came in Discmania, oh. uh, Mr. Bucks. Okay, it's an SFD, S line FD. S line is Discmania's star. Okay, so it's and an FD X double stamp. The disc it's fairway driver. I I have so many mids. I don't throw fairway drivers. If we played longer courses, I probably would start throwing more fairway drivers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bag this because I feel like I should have a fairway driver in my bag. Yeah. I never throw this disc. You could, I mean, even on... Other than, unless I'm practicing just jumping my back, I never yeah, throw Even on, like, creekside length courses, you can throw fairways instead of high-speed stuff. I should. I don't just know why to, I don't. Just to practice. Yeah. It'll but, show angle stuff better. Um, okay. Well, and it's it's grippy. It was, it was came in... I said it's free. It wasn't free, but it just came in a mystery box. <laughs> um, next one is an understamp boss. Uh, yeah, star boss. I like star bosses. Or I like bosses. So I've got a star and a blizzard boss. Um, this is 171, so fairly heavyweight. Okay. So kind of counter to that that if it's a little if i need something a little beefier to throw in to, to win then i will throw that one instead of the other one also i just like them mm-hmm. this desk i love this also came in a mystery box uh this is a ddx and it's uh it's huck labs right that logo yep never even knew what huck labs was but i just thought that was a really cool stamp and uh it's like it's it's a total bat, bass boat finish it's all glittery stamped it's got metal metal flake metal flake it's fantastic I don't know why I can throw this disc well, but I can. DDX is pretty friendly. It's I've a good. I've heard a lot of good things. I, I in my car right now, I have in a box that I've never thrown. I think like three DDXs that were oh. on sale that I picked up. Nice. Um, so I'm waiting for you know decent weather to start breaking those out. Um, okay, next disc is a. As you can see, there's a lot of high speed drivers in here. That's why I have this. Uh, it is a Prime Breakout. Um, yeah. I don't know why I got it in Prime. I think I just was like, oh, it's cheap, and I'll get it. Uh, I got this because I thought I'm throwing too fast of discs. So I got this, and I like it. I don't know. I don't throw it a whole lot, but it's a great disc. It it goes kind of where I want it to go. and (laughs) um, It's nice to throw if I've got a low ceiling. This is Mm -hmm. is a good one for me because it doesn't tend to flip up. And uh, if I I screw up on my nose control, which, you know, happens a lot. Um, (laughs) Punny. uh, Next one. This is a fun one. It's, uh, the stamp says uh, FD3. It's a fairway driver C line. That's what the stamp says from this mania. You Definitely flip it over, not an FD3. And it is a DD2. It nice. is a high speed driver. I never throw this one either. And it's also air. I think it's air. Or it's supposed to be blizzard. It's a bubble rim. Okay, yeah. But so it's, it's not blizzard plastic, but it's a blizzardy rim. Yeah. Some runs of Disc Mania did that. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking maybe I don't it's know got much screwed up. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Because it's full weight. Yeah. And so, and I'm reading the numbers like those are those are not the numbers for this disc. So, nope. Yeah, that's that's a beefy driver that I never ever throw. But for some reason, I keep carrying it around. Cool, Mister. Um, I know it is kind of fun. <gasps> this is a great disc. Yes. This also came in a mystery box, but I knew this one was coming because they said that it. Oh, would, that's it would pretty. Be in there. That's prettier than mine. Yeah, this is a Zion from Latitude 64. 64 Overmold, and it's got a stamp that just says Disc Golf on it, which is. I really little, like that little, stamp. 
It's a little redundant, though. I mean, it's nice, but I mean, but it's it's, it's like putting bat on your bat, like yeah. But it's at least it's aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's not, not just like comic, no, and it's like, comic sans it's disc like golf trees and stuff. Like, it, no, it is a cool logo. I'm yeah. not gonna. Uh, no, I'm, I'm I'm being I'm being overly obnoxious with that. Uh, this is a fairway driver, mm-hmm. and I started throwing this one because it came in the box, and I thought I'd try it. And it's uh, it's an overmold, and the inside is burst, which is really kind of cool. It's like an orange and yellow burst. Looks like a candy cane or a cut or candy corn. Okay. Colors almost. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this disc. I need to start throwing it again. I haven't thrown it in a while, but it's a good, good, reliable disc. The next one. Uh, what is this? Mystere. It's an oh. a Mystere in one seventy. I don't know what the hell to do with this disc. <laughs> <laughs> I've never thrown one. I bought this disc. And it's a, I think it's a first run. That's a first run stamp, right? Yeah, pro, it's got a proto star. Okay. Uh, I probably should have just hung on with this. I throw everything I get. Yeah. Uh, I so I bought this because it was on the t- desk at Play It Again when I went to go pick up some other discs. And I thought, oh, that looks interesting. And I bought it. And they said, I think uh, it's star. And they said, like, I think it's star plastic. And it might be G star, but I think it's star. It looks like star. Um, and I said, oh, yeah, they're not going to. This is just the only run they're doing in star or something. Like that. Okay, I'll try it. <laughs> and... Um, I always overthrow this disc. Like I muscle up and it and it flips on me okay. and it just doesn't do the right things. But if I can remember to slow down, I actually can get a decent turn out. I don't like it that much, but it's a good disc <laughs> to force me to work on form a little bit, if yeah. that makes sense. Okay. So why I carry it, I have no idea. That's only four so far that you don't know why you're in there. Uh, if I was being more honest, there's probably more than that. <laughs> All right, now we're moving on to my so that emptied out my main my putters compartments and my my main compartment, but because the commander is such a great bag, it's got these big deep side pockets. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see what I've got in there: one, two, three strikes, you're out. Um, <laughs> you set that up <laughs> uh, uh, as I was doing it. Yeah. It still knocked him down. I know. So I've got a so there's a local pro, Karina Knowles. I think we may have talked about her in a previous episode. I don't, I don't know who she is, honestly, but I like supporting local pros. And uh, they did a team series disc for her, for Minova, and they were Shrikes. And I thought, I love Shrikes. And they glow in the dark. I love glow in the dark stuff. So Sold. Yeah. So I bought I bought them out of that. And then I bought some extras to, to you know, to, to sell to other people who didn't want to pay shipping. So Chris Thank was you. one of them. Yeah. Uh, isn't that a cool stamp, too? Like that photo? I don't like. We've talked about the, I don't love the aesthetic of a basket, but isn't that cool? It is pretty. Yeah. There's like a baskets inlaid in the end of a logo, like inlaid in the foil of the stamp. So, uh, go by Karina Knowles signature series stamps. That's that is actually a cool looking stamp. So, uh, and then I bought to, to avoid paying shipping. I threw in another G star X out or factory second track that I like. And it's purple. It's so purple. If Prince threw a disc. This is this is what he He'd would make throw. it rain. Batman would throw this. Prince would throw this. He'd make it rain. Ha! See. And that empties out that compartment. All right. Now other side. I'm gonna pull out this other one first. Uh, this it, is the only MVP disc I've ever owned. It is a Tesla. Yes, Tesla membership disc. Yeah, and I got it from PDGA, and it is 154 weight, which is super lightweight. And I've only thrown this like three times doing field work, but I keep it in my bag so that I can remember to try it, and I never, ever remember to try it. So that's why it's in there. Nice. And these other strikes are in there because I just haven't found another place for them, and I like having them in my bag because I like strikes. So Fair. Um, this is something. There's a lot of buildup for this. Oh, uh, we'll get to that in a second. This one is something that I got specifically for this show. 
and I bag it so that I can throw it. And I have not got, I, I've gotten it to do some funny things, but never what it's intended to do. Yes. You know what we're talking about here? Yes. The Aerobi Epic. Oh, yes. The ultra long range driver. Uh, <laughs> it's 166 it. to 169 grams. I don't think I've inked it. I should because this thing goes wherever. <laughs> I got this came in. Oh, I got man. this in the mail like the day Chris left town for three weeks. So we haven't thrown it yet. Um, I've thrown it a handful of times. I took it out to do some field work with it, and I was trying tomahawk shots. I'm not good at them. And then I thought, well, what happens if I just throw it flat? And here's what happens when I threw that thing flat. So I'm, I throw a right-hand backhand, and I'm, I, I, throw, I throw right-handed, and I throw a backhand. So my discs should leave my hand and travel slightly to the right, then fade to the left. Right? No. Right hand backhand should fade right and finish left. <coughs> fade right, finish left. Yeah. Yeah. This disc faded left, finished right. Nice. On a right hand backhand throw. Nice. I threw it and I was like, wait a minute, it's like I flushed the toilet in Australia. Something's not <laughs> right. So yeah. uh so some point Chris and I are gonna take this out and do some field work oh. in it and see what we can do with it. I, I think so I've gotten excited. it a total of a hundred yards. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> So we'll see what you can do with it. Overhand, they do very cool things. That's what I've tried, and it is not quite worked out for me. So we'll see what we can do. But I've only thrown it like I don't know half a dozen times. So, but it's it is stupid and it's fun. It's a blast, and it, and it makes me smile every time that I remember that even it's just, in my bag. Even just looking at the bottom, like yeah, it's like they molded but they missed. Yeah, and it makes me smile. Yeah, if you haven't seen these, they call it like epicliptic design, I think. But it's. It's like off center, basically. Yeah, the rim the rim is not the same diameter. And you're supposed to be able to tune them, like by... oh, up down, like the rings. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like if it goes left, you bend it up. Yeah. Oh man. So so it's not it's not an overstable or understable disc. It's both. It's whatever you, you need it to be. You tune it to to be that. Um. So I'm I'm excited. I'm to pretty try excited it. about this thing uh, to excited. see if it can actually work. It is. It is one of the ugliest discs I've ever seen. <clears throat> and it's awesome for all the same reasons. So uh, that is my Roby Epic. That is all the discs that I have in my bag. Uh, also in my bag, I've got some bug bands, which are like uh, <laughs> little bracelets that you put on to keep help keep mosquitoes away. And they actually work fairly, fairly well, well for me. Yeah. Like sometimes I have to put them on my ankle if I'm mm-hmm. you know playing in like moist grass, but um, they work pretty well. So I would recommend those if you have mosquitoes around. Um, oh, and the tuning card for the <laughs> instruction, <laughs> instruction for the manual. I also have a pencil from Canyons Golf. Uh, they have a really fun disc golf course up there. It's a mountain course. Um, now moving on, I've got my Nalgene. 32 uh, from REI that I did put a Discmania sticker on because they sent me a sheet of stickers. And I'm like, oh, well, Naturally. throw it on there. Um, got my towel. Got my glow light. My UV light? Yeah, yeah. Why it's not in my glow bag, I'm not sure. I think it was because I got it and I just <laughs> threw it in here because it was, it was closer to the edge of my truck. Yeah, now, let's see what I've got in my miscellaneous section. I have my lacrosse ball. It's my new one. With your name on it. Yeah, with my name on it. My other one is, name on it. The other one is yellow. This one is orange. And, uh, you know, because my other one got stuck in a tree. Um, I have, oh, this actually, I like. It's a compression sleeve because oh. I um, sometimes my elbow. Yep. Well, just decide it doesn't like throwing discs anymore. Been there. This can uh, completely let me keep playing. So, compression sleeve on there. I've got uh, a sharpie and a Milwaukee ink saw. These Milwaukee markers are good. 
Good to know. Like I, I saw it at Home Depot. I was like, oh, well, if that's good enough for construction, yeah, if, it's if it's at Home Depot, it's good. I have mints because I hate having funky mouth. So it's just something to suck on. Uh, and now let's go on to the other side. Oh, I also have my tag, which I haven't thrown a single tag around since number 91. So if you're wondering where the number 91 is. I have a pair of sunglasses. Very helpful to have on the course. I wear eyeglasses, so I don't always want to wear sunglasses. But I keep a pair of cheap sunglasses in my bag. <coughs> I have a um, very patriotic can koozie. Oh, my gosh. That I saw at Walmart for 97 cents. And wow. I thought that's fantastic. It is a bald eagle with um, wearing sunglasses that are reflecting the American flag. And a backwards trucker hat. So I don't drink. I, I seldom have a can. I mean, I will drink like a, you know, soda or something. I don't think I've ever had a can on the course, but I thought this is, this just says disc golfer. America. Yeah. So maybe we'll put a picture of that up on, <laughs> but I keep that in there just, just kind of for fun. Uh, I keep a thing of deodorant. Actually, Interesting. Like spray deodorant. Uh, why do I keep this? Oh, cause I hate smelling bad. Oh. So if I get all funky also, my disc bag is always in my car. And so uh-huh. if something happens, I've just got deodorant in the car. Um, and sometimes you get out there on the course, and people don't always have the same level of hygiene. I don't wear cologne. I'm not a cologne guy. People don't always have great hygiene. And I just think it, if I'm smelling someone else, it makes me think that they can smell me. So I just want to somehow know mm-hmm. that I can cover that up. And I also have some lens cleaning wipes to wipe my oh, glasses good. with. So, And that is it for my in the bag. That's a pretty impressive... Phil, 20, 28, I think, was the count. 28 discs? And that might be the most I've seen in a Ranger, or in a Commander. Yeah, it's not always that high. Yeah, that's impressive. Um, I don't always have the side pockets stuffed full, but I had all those shrikes that mm-hmm. I just got. And then the Epic. And then I uh, and then this MVP disc, I thought, like, well, I just need to carry that so I can keep throwing it. Yeah. Because it's so light, and it's such a weird little disc that I thought that would be fun. And I, again, keep forgetting to throw it. So, <laughs> um. That's it. That so, was fun. That's your amateur in the bag. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a summer. <laughs> you know, give, give see how much of that see, lasts. The see next how much month. of this lasts. Because there's yeah, there's a handful of this here that I'm like, why do I carry this thing around? <laughs> if, if doing in the bag results in why do I have this? Maybe you shouldn't carry it. Yeah. Pro, pro tip number three today. <laughs> well, jeez, <laughs> we went over an hour. This is I think our longest episode. That was good. We so, did a lot. Hit a lot. Uh, if you like the longer episode or the shorter episodes, let us know. We don't know what we're doing. Just, you know, help us out. But thanks again to everybody who wrote in. Uh, ProAmDiscGolf at gmail.com. Um, we will answer your questions on the air or, or read your comments or read your um, verbal abuse on the air. We're happy to do all of that. Maybe not the last one. <laughs> but uh, we're, we're finishing up. So ProAmDiscGolf at gmail.com, ProAmDiscGolf at facebook.com. Mm-hmm. Rate and review us on iTunes. Subscribe. <clears throat> and I promised a couple weeks ago that I would, um, or some point in the past, that if you wrote a review on iTunes and I could find it, or if you wrote a review and I could find it, that I would read it on the air. And I'm going to do that right now. Got That's it. how we're going to send us out. So uh, <clears throat> we have three written reviews on iTunes right now. Number one. Uh, from Isaac GS, and again, these are in no particular order. These are just in the order that they're presented on my phone. So don't feel bad, Isaac <laughs> GS, if you're number one or whatever. Uh, Isaac GS. I think that was it, yeah. Yeah, that's his Christian name also. Um, uh, it's titled, Love the Show, five stars. 
Good start already. Perfect. Uh, I love this podcast. Great to see both ends of the spectrum, both the novice slash rec player and then also the pro player. Keep them coming. Triple exclamation point. I think it's very nice that he you know, called me a rec player. That's, that's very flattering. <laughs> Same for me in the novice category. Uh, next one uh, from Dan Be For Real. And, or Sorry, Dean Be For Real. So you know, Dean's, Ooh, he you know, you know Dean is not messing around. Title is Great Podcast for Disc Golf. Five stars. Yeah. And we'll read it if it's one star, but I'm going to be less enthusiastic about it. Uh, it says, these two are awesome to listen to. If you are looking for disc golf, these guys are a must listen. Oh. Exclamation point. Thank you. That's flattering. Thanks. That is flattering. Uh, next one is from Urban Marmot, which is an endangered species of marmot. We need to talk about the urban marmots. <laughs> these are marmots who grew up in Detroit and are, you know. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> Title is great. I have a one hour commute to and from work, and there is. The, it, sorry, Urban Marmot, I'm not going to cover up your typo there. Oh. I'm sure you meant to say there, but I'm going to draw attention to your typo. Oh. I, I love you. Keep listening. And you don't need to edit this. Just know that know that I understand and I get it. I, I, I've made typos myself once. <laughs> I messed up once. Never again. <laughs> How many times have I messed up on this episode? I'm pronouncing anything. All right. Uh, okay. Sorry. I have one hour commute to and from work, and the is no, there is no better way to spend it than listening to Disc Golf Talk. Yeah. I love this podcast for the experience view and the very green view, um, which that's awesome. Thank you guys so much because yeah. that's really what we thought would be an interesting thing with the show is um, there's, there's other great Disc Golf podcasts out there, and they're usually for more experienced players. On, on interviewing more experienced players and kind of a, a, a perspective of the pro or the, the touring pro or the, somebody who's, you know, been in the sport for a long time and is, and is very experienced with it. And there's one, I think that they drink a beer review beer and discs at the same time. So that's interesting. I don't drink. Um, we should do vegan cookies. Oh, cause Chris had some vegan cookies. This could very quickly turn cookies. into a vegan baked goods podcast. Careful. <laughs> But uh, I'm glad that, that the format is getting appreciated. I'm glad that it's helpful to people out there to know that, that you know, we've got mixed perspectives, and, and that's really fun. So yeah. um, thank you for listening. We really, really appreciate it, and uh, I think we'll keep doing it because yeah. you guys keep to keep liking it. So um, thank you. Long episode, and uh, thanks for bearing with us. I'm just going to ramble on for about 25, 30 more minutes. And, <laughs> and we'll see you next week. So, yeah, we, we've, we've stretched out your commute. Urban Marmot, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're late for work now. You're late for work just sitting in the parking lot. They wouldn't shut up. They were just telling me how great my review was. And on that note, keep your own plastic. Cheers. Cheers.